Hello and welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoons, the weekly podcast that revisits, reviews, and ridicules some of the world's weirdest animated series. Coming to you from Los Angeles County, I'll be your co-host, Dave Trumbor. Joining me as always, he's my plus one, it's Sean Paul Ellis. How's it going, buddy? Uh, David, 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 I'm doing well, buddy. How about yourself? I'm feeling good. You know, just me and you, we've been doing this for a while now. I feel like we got a good a good rapport kind of going. It's, you know, you're my plus one, I'm your plus one, but I feel like... I don't know. Tonight, I just feel like we need more. We need more well, pluses. Funny you should say that, yeah. because you always get to bring me as a plus one, but I've decided to bring a plus one as well. Oh, so, you, so you're still my plus one, but you have your own plus one that's not me this time? Right. I've got a plus one that's not you. Oh, that's... Okay. No, I'm totally cool with that. Ooh, that's fine. I didn't, I didn't make this awkward, did No, no, I? it's totally fine. I'm, oh, that wasn't the goal. I mean, I had these two drinks for us, but I guess I can go back and get another one. Oh, well, I've got three drinks because you're here, and then I also figured that our other friend and previous guest on our Ren and Stimpy episode, Alex Capice, is joining us today, who is also a firefighting captain in D.C. Hey, I'm your third wheel. How's it going, Dave? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just glad that we have so much drinks for everyone. Yeah, great. Great to be here as the plus two. I don't really know how that works, but I need you to um, fuck off to the bar and go get me a drink. Okay, I'll be back in a little you bit. Have you guys, you guys okay. want to take right. a spin Sounds on this? Good. Okay, cool. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Delightful. No, it's wonderful to be here. Thank you for having me on again. Uh, and I hope that my expertise can either be hilarious or informative. Yeah. Probably not both. No, to definitely both. What you guys are doing. And so this is, this is extremely important, yeah. is the word expertise, because... What we are doing for this episode and for this particular show is we are bringing on somebody with the expertise to be able to talk about what's relevant in this cartoon. And what's now, wrong with it. <laughs> and what's <laughs> wrong with it. So this is, uh, this is extraordinary. So we're, ex- we're extremely excited to have you on, Alex. Thank well, you. That's wonderful. What I'm worried about is the fact that if I'm the subject matter expert on this panel, you guys are fucked. Oh, yeah, but what? I mean, for what, 120 some episodes now, Sean and I have just been like, we're pretty much podcast and cartoon experts. So <laughs> it's a pretty loose definition here. <laughs> yeah. Well, then good. I feel like I fit in. There are definitely times that Dave and I think that we're like geopolitical uh, geniuses and we're just like, mm. let's talk about propaganda mm. cartoons from North Korea, which we have no right to be Ooh, able to guess discuss. Guess what? Turns out, I watched something today that was weirdly related to this. Remember when we made fun of the North Koreans for thinking that we had tanks that floated on water? Absolutely. We actually did, uh, except that oh. they only worked in still, like, still uh, quiet water, calm water, so not anything with waves, which is why there's a bunch of them that were sunk in the English Channel, uh, because they tried to float them across. <laughs> in calm water but they had like a bunch of a crazy storm that came through and just sunk them all to the bottom of the bottom of the channel so oh, fun fact of the podcast north korea got something right hmm. uh tanks still did not have faces on them as far as i uh am aware of but oh did our ammunition at least have faces on it <laughs> i don't think so <laughs> oh fingers crossed u.s military <laughs> this one's for you tank korea is best korea unfortunately but for tonight's episode we are of course talking emergency plus four Domestic uh, emergency operations, and <laughs> is the subtitle. Sean's going to give us a little bit of history on this, so you know what the hell we're talking about tonight. So take it away, buddy. Emergency Plus Four is an American animated television series based on the live-action primetime series Emergency. The series began on NBC's Saturday morning schedule in 1973 and ran for 23 episodes over two seasons, ending in 1976 after reruns. 
Universal Studios outsourced the animation to Fred Calvert Productions because it didn't have its own animation division. Universal Animation Studios was subsequently organized to manage its parents' company's rights to the series, along with other animated properties in the NBC Universal catalog. Yeah, I think reading between the lines there for that one, I think basically Universal was like, we have this property, we don't have an animation studio, let's get somebody on the cheap to animate this thing. Then they looked at it and went, holy shit, this is horrendous. You're never doing this again. We're going to start our own animation studio. But I'm pretty sure it was after uh, the fact for this, this particular show. So it's a fun fact to know that Fred Calvert was the, <laughs> was the <laughs> nexus for NBC being like, we have to get an animation division up in here because yeah. this guy will never work in this town again. <laughs> I don't know if he did. Hopefully he did. Hopefully he got I mean, better because this was pretty bad. I, 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 have yeah. some, I definitely yeah, have some right discussion points for that. So Yeah, yeah. we won't get into that yet. As for what the show is actually about, each episode of the adventure series revolved around the paramedical rescue service uh, that was basically in the the name. So it took the name from the live-action TV show, which has an exclamation point, which Sean uh, so deftly handled in his intro there. Uh, But this one adds a plus four. And the plus four of the series in the title referred to four children, Jason, Randy, Matthew, and Matthew's sister Sally, which, a caveat to that, in tonight's episode, there's a girl named Carol. I don't know where the hell she fits in. I don't know if this is a second <laughs> season thing. If only we could find more episodes to explain yeah. all these questions. Yeah. I don't know. If only. Because we literally found one that existed on the internet. Um, boy, <laughs> yes. So anyway, the plus four is this random assembly of, of kids and weird animals <laughs> who join the paramedics uh, in each episode's rescue activities, along with uh, Flash the dog, Charlemagne the minor bird, and Bananas the monkey in order to avert disasters and assist Gage and DeSoto on daring rescues in Los Angeles County. You know, it took me way too long to realize that they had animals riding along with them. I guess they were kind of hidden behind them in the, in the weird, like, truck they're riding in. Like, but, yeah. They have a dog, they have a bird, and they have a monkey. Yeah. First off, mm-hmm. how did these children get these animals? Oh, so many questions. Oh, that's your question about this, So Alex? I have so many questions. That's not my only question, but okay. because he brought up Flash the Dog, Charlemagne, sure, and sure. Minabird, I just, I, I just really wanted to know, where do these kids get these animals? I'm more curious to know how these kids got a gypsy vehicle to mm-hmm. be able to ride around <laughs> and pick up strangers in this, in this van that they have. I mean, it was the 70s. Uh, I, I'll give them that. I feel like everybody had that. But not a single one of them looked like they were 16 yes, and able you. to that drive. Was, that was my All of them looked like they were 10 years old, and <laughs> somebody thought, threw them the keys and yes. was just like, ah, fuck it. It's the 70s. Yes, kids I thought they nuts. were driven around by a member of the Los Angeles Fire Department. <laughs> then when I saw the kid driving, I thought to myself, this is, this is odd. And the fact that they're able to roll up to quite literally an active scene. Oh, yeah. Where there's multiple injured, not only civilians, but also, you know, crew members of the Los Angeles Fire Department. The fact they can just drive up into this. Clearly, Captain whoever is name, who's running that, you know, fancy I'm 1980s Captain Johnson, and I've got Morris my hands radio. <laughs> whoever he is has no control of this scene. <sighs> and that's be... problematic. No, this whole thing that's... was a mess from beginning to end. But it, <laughs> let's, okay, let's talk. So let's jump on the on these uh, animals here. That sounded weird. Let's go back to these animals for a second. <laughs> uh, we are definitely doing phrasing. Look, Flash the yep. dog. I mean, that makes sense. You can pick them up from literally like a dumpster, uh, back alley, uh, maybe some. I don't know. You guys are Behind giving me weird an looks. Behind an in and out, whatever. Where the hell yeah. are you guys adopting animals? Oh, adopt. 
Oh, I just meant like mm. pick up a dog. All right. But I mean, yeah, I guess you can go more legit with it if you if you want. If you're a sucker. Okay. No, definitely go adopt. Uh, anyway, what, a what the fuck is a minor bird? B where the fuck do you get one? And C who names it Charlemagne? I have so Apparently many. Apparently from the Los Angeles Fire Department, from the <laughs> historian who really loves the fire service. Is it is the, is the minor bird like an ancient ancient animal of the firefighter? No, I was just referring to his name. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. Like Mayan. No, like Char- no Charlemagne. Char- oh, okay. Charlemagne, the famous Mayan. <laughs> Charlemagne the Mayan. <laughs> there's a, there's a carving of Charlemagne on every step of the temples in you know Aztec. Oh God, oh God we've just combined so many things <laughs> and eras, guys. We we are cartoon experts, not history, not. <laughs> All right, so we can take this a million different ways. Yeah. Now I don't know what a minor bird is to begin with, but I think it's kind of like a parrot. I did not bother to look this up. I'm just gonna assume things. Um, I was busy looking up different things, not minor birds. Fair. So, yeah, I'm out on this one as well. Okay, and then monkey, I don't know where you get one. Like, every sitcom in the 90s had one, but I, I don't know, 70, do you steal it from the zoo? Do you just kind of get it? Is it like uh, the movie Outbreak, where they're just all over the place? Maybe you find an exotic pet dealer? Oh, man, I, yeah. it, mm, They could have gone, mean, they, 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 they must exist, but they're probably, like, with the triads or some gang group yeah. or something that you have to smuggle it in you know this had to be like a one-stop like shop where they were crate. just like it was probably like a buy one get two free or something <laughs> just like a dog a minor bird and a monkey just <laughs> thrown together. and they were like yeah screw it sounds good yeah. i feel like it could have been like a gang initiation thing like uh, alex is referring to it was just like you gotta get a monkey you gotta get a monkey and then you're in the ems gang and people are just like oh okay i'm in i'm on board okay first fact check in the night alex is that accurate <laughs> I have never seen a firehouse monkey. Okay. I have <laughs> seen, to, we need to I have that. seen places across the country that have firehouse dogs. Okay. They're not currently allowed within the DC Fire Department. Hmm. Uh, we've done away with those, but the entire purpose of the dog initially was to keep the horses calm and try and help them like track where it is they're going. And so for whatever reason, Dalmatians are very, very good with uh horses. Huh. Hmm. Especially the uh, the oh man, I meant to say brand, but no, the um the, like the breed, breed of the horses. breed. There we go of horses that were uh, cultivated. So the last three horses in D.C. Barney, Gene, and Tom uh, that ran. Yeah, they uh, no shit. The the last three that ran in D.C. Uh, they went to the grave shortly before their fire dog did, oh, wow. and mm-hmm. that was just you know they they had an sort of unexplainable relationship. Oh. Holy shit, guys. Like you a... might actually learn something on this podcast tonight. I did not expect that. I would, have, yeah. I would have taken that as the credit for like, uh, what was it? Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey 3. <laughs> that's, that's your script. Three that's horses script. and a fire dog. Yeah. Right. That's a great script. <laughs> watch the hell out Just of that. Just loose in Los Angeles County. Eh. So let me, let me ask a quick question. Um, so we obviously, so Emergency Plus Four mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, is based on the live action drama emergency right. now dave did you watch this show i actually i need to give listeners out there and you guys as well a word of warning uh, if you're drinking along at home and playing a drinking game every time i say the words my dad or start a story about like me and my dad growing up you drink and you'll be hammered by the end of this episode 
Let's do it. I basically, I only knew about emergency because my dad kind of was at the time in uh, an early medics program. So he started as like a, like a volunteer uh, firefighter slash uh, ambulance driver worker back when he was like 16. And then by the time the medic program actually started kind of like gaining steam across the country was when this show came out. And he was one of the young, you know, kind of one of the young guns at the time. So this was like, the, the guys loved watching this show. And then when uh, we were old enough to kind of like appreciate it, you know, six, seven, eight years old, um, he would just sit there and watch it with us. He'd order it and then we'd just, we'd just watch the DVDs or probably VHS at the time. Um, so that was my introduction to it. And I, I really liked it. It was kind of like a, a Dragnet, uh, an Adam 12, but just one that focused on the emergency medicine. So I, I thought it was pretty cool, honestly. Cool. Yeah. yeah. How about you guys? That's that's fair. Um. So, emergency ran from 1972 to 1977, and uh, out of all the episodes that they had, the the legacy that it carried is obviously very well propagated within the fire service. And anybody who you know gives a shit about their about their job at least knows about these episodes and knows who Johnny and Roy were. And, uh, you know, they, they, they may not have known, you know, Kevin Tye and Randolph Mantooth, right. but they know Johnny and Roy and they know Squad 51. Yeah. And that iconic, eh, eh, eh. Yeah. That's, the, that's the Squad 51 noise that, uh, interestingly enough, we actually uh, used in the department. Somebody figured out when we went to some new technology, when our, uh, <laughs> when our, when the, 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 this like really advanced technology, these tablets that we have in the front of the fire trucks. When we get a call, that's the noise that you hear. That's awesome. So you had a you had a firefighter that figured out how to download a ringtone, pretty much onto a tap. Cool, yes. got it. Yes. I can and I then, can relate. And then somebody in DC's office of the chief technology officer, Octo, said, "Okay, all right, yeah." And uh, then put it on the tablet. So now when we get a run, you can. Eh, oh, eh. It's just, no way. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. They've cool. they've sort of trimmed it down lately, where now it's just kind of like eh, it's this obnoxious noise. <laughs> it's not... only one of the three noises <laughs> that are actually made. Not there. quite as it's, charming. It's it's like a rip off of Close Encounters of the Third Kind, you know that. <laughs> but um, but so that was the original noise when we had the tablets, and so everybody was joking. Well. I mean, hey, Squad 51, everybody is, uh, you know, bumming on all the paramedics who are coming into the fire department, but let's all remember that Johnny and Roy were the first paramedics ever. Right, exactly. That's and cool. Because they went from the fire department and they learned this medical stuff, and in, I don't know, 44 years ago, Ish. paramedicine parlance, yes, you still had to call Rampart. To talk to a doctor to get permission oh to start God. an IV. Now that was one of my questions for you, and we'll get to that plot point later on because I was like, because that was at the very end. Yeah. But I was when, like, wasn't the whole yeah, point I, like yeah. for having these guys out in the field as like first responders to get like a basic, to get who's whoever's there a basic level of treatment so they can get them stabilized and then back to the hospital. So it seems like time is kind of of the essence. Maybe not to have to radio back, but we can get well, into that later. but also in the episode that we watched. Uh, there was a moment where everyone said, well, the sun went down. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's just drink coffee. We don't have electricity. And hope that everything is okay. So what you're saying is this <laughs> the next, is not The next morning, let's resume the search. <laughs> I hope he's okay, trapped under this fucking camp. I hope that eight-year-old boy's fine with hypothermia. 
Good thing he has that shitty wool blanket. Good job, son. <laughs> oh, man, we got a lot to get into. So there's, uh, I know, there's so much. Please um, guide, guide us, Dave. I... <laughs> No, usually, usually the first place we jump off, you've already mentioned the two main characters who are actually in this episode pretty much the least of anybody <laughs> on the episode itself. <laughs> Absolutely true. They just kind of wander across the screen and occasionally say a few things. Uh, <laughs> I gotta say, these guys seem super bored with the cartoon idea of their characters. <laughs> oh, do they? They're, they're not very excited vocally about this whole thing no which i don't get because it's basically just like hey just do the same thing you do on the live action thing just you know do it with your voice and problem solved but i don't know it's probably a contractual thing where they didn't get any extra scratch for it (laughs) and they look uh, they looked up and they whispered no that's exactly right (laughs) i feel like for a majority of this cartoon it was people just looking up and then not saying anything for Mm. large periods of time thanks fred calvert yeah. <laughs> right. All right. Before we get into the show proper, uh, how about we talk about this theme song? Yeah, let's get into this theme song. Because okay. as yeah. Alex mentioned, like that, you hear that that siren in the uh, the live action version. Which, real quick sidebar, when I was living in L.A., uh, I actually popped down. I forget exactly where it was outside of L.A. and visited this old um, squat house. So I actually mm-hmm. have pictures. I met with the people that were um, working there at the time. They were very like accommodating because it was literally right before they were going to renovate the whole place. Um, so I took pictures of the whole place, got to see how it was in the 70s. And you see oh, that. Oh, nice. I mean, so you got there before they redid it. Yeah, That's before cool. they redid it. Yeah. Uh, there's pictures on my Facebook. I basically took them for my dad, but they're there if you guys are interested. Drink. Drink. <laughs> yep. Keep track. Everybody drink. Um, but anyway, so that was featured in the live action show. And then it was kind of ported over into this intro for the cartoon. I thought they would keep the same music. It's kind of got the same feel to it, but it's like drastically different. Yeah. What'd you think, Sean? Uh, so, because I ended up watching the emergency intro, I think that there are a lot of similarities that they have between emergency plus four and emergency. Sort of the mm-hmm. the preparation, putting on your gear, coming down the pole. The thing that differs, obviously, aside from the fact that one is animated and one is live action, is that in the animated version of this, it seems like somebody, it seems like they asked the animator, can you only do the keyframe animations and do none of the interstitials that would be in between those keyframes? You mean those weird anime jump cuts that they had? Yeah, people just like running in space. And then all of a sudden, you're (laughs) freeze frame. Freeze frame. Um, It it sort of starts out the same way where you have firefighters that are like getting ready and suddenly you have these kids that just show up out of nowhere. And during this montage, where you have firefighters that are climbing down a ladder with a baby. You then almost have like an animator's, uh, like a graduation project where they were like, hey, look at this kid run in (laughs) place and do nothing. (laughs) It was almost as if to say like, hey guys, we figured out what a kid looks like animated and running. Hashtag humble brag. Just want to get this in here before the entire show starts. <laughs> Just so you know, kids are going to be running in this show. Also, we want to was... say the word hashtag 30-some years before it exists. So <laughs> exactly. yeah, let's get that in there. It's, a, it's, just, it's sort of, a, it's sort of a, an incredible mix between sort of the preparation that I would assume, and from my understanding, a firefighter would go through and getting ready to answer a call yep. and absolute nonsense from these gypsy kids running an EMS wagon 
It's basically like if you took Scooby Doo's no, mystery Dave, machine, right? Dave, where are these kids' parents? Where are these kids' parents? Burned in a fire. Quite honestly, it felt very Scooby Doo. Yes, but with no direction. No. Yeah. Or purpose. This, <laughs> this show. This entire show could have been summed up as Scooby Doo with long moments of absolute silence, and you would have been like. Yeah, that makes sense and also, is super fucking awkward. Yeah, and boring. Also, at least in Scooby-Doo, they realized what their purpose was and what they had to do in the first few minutes of the episode. It was honestly halfway through <laughs> this motherfucker before anybody said, gosh, is there anything we can do? Your response time is shit, kid. It's terrible. Seriously. It's pretty bad. All of, you, for all of you are just, you're not, you're not doing your job. What is their job? They're 14. <laughs> well, you know what? If they're supposed to have a job, they're not doing Fair. it. Yeah. Fair. I want to say on a positive note, there is a pretty decent brass section that's kind of behind all of this. Bump. bump yeah. Bump. Bump. Where yeah. it kind no, of gets it's, you, it's, it sort of gets you excited it gets about you what's going on. Dude, the, like, the music you, throughout, like the quality of it was decent. It just, the, yes. the tone of some of them were really strange, which we'll talk yeah. about in a little bit. They just like misplaced a lot of these cues. Like you, but, you want to get excited from the theme song. Right. But then it is just such, it's so anticlimactic yeah. coming out of right. it. Right. Because they, they get you all sorts of pumped. And even through the episode, they get you pumped for... All right, from the opener where you've got people rappelling down yeah. from rock walls, and then you've got all sorts of other cool stuff like going speedboat, on. You get really excited, and then you're like, oh, look at our half-assed mystery <sighs> machine. And <laughs> the, big four the fact on the that we're not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. We'll listen to the radio and just hear poor little Joey die. Okay. <laughs> listen to the sounds of Joey dying. <laughs> <laughs> so okay before we jump into this episode tonight which was literally the only one we could find called sos help us which is also the <laughs> subtitle for our own podcast uh, <laughs> <laughs> but alex i have to ask i have to ask if this show is based around actual firefighters and medics who travel with just four random ass teenage kids is that a common practice in the dc firefighting system <laughs> or is this complete bullshit uh, so, second question onto that: yeah. If it's not a practice within DC, do you is it a practice nationally? <laughs> For both questions, I will refer to Mr. Horse from Ren and Stimpy. No, sir. No, it's not. <laughs> Absolutely not. This is oh, a very weird. strange way guessed. to incorporate uh, for. They don't even seem to have like a real strong desire to want to help out the fire department. It's just like four kids who, instead of joining chess club, they came over and joined emergency plus four fire department. They, they club. joined yep. the we're supposed and to be I, saving lives club, but they didn't even get like a <laughs> uniform or but, a jacket. They just but got they a like van. missed the memo about the fact that they're supposed to be saving lives. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know if they. Just didn't read what was on the billboard that day, but I... Anyway. See, I like, I like to think that they were like groupies that just kind of like, they all found each other weirdly, <laughs> they just had a van, they had this assemblage of weird animals, and just like, just started following these guys around. They hey, if like, I bring my monkey, will you bring your dog and your sister? If you bring your sister, sister, your dog, and your monkey, can I bring my minor bird? Oh yeah, totally. Now we well, got absolutely. a plus four. Yeah. Also, oh, uh, real quick us. question fuck is a minor bird? I still don't know. 
let's, you know up. what? Hey, it doesn't matter what a minor bird is. Let's go steal a fire department vehicle and drive around. I think they made their own. I think they took their dad's. Like their dad was like a '60s rocker, and he had this like this van that was just like up on blocks. They fixed it up. They painted (laughs) it weird. They put a four on the side of it, and they're like, "We're emergency folk now." We plus four, yo. So so I want. I want to. I like. I'm sorry. Plus four. You're right. Plus four. So I want to. I want to ask the question. Um, and and to Dave and Alex, uh, did you ever go through this thing where like growing up in you know, I grew up in the suburbs, and so whenever I would go into like a, uh, an urban area, like whenever I would go to Pittsburgh or I go to New York City, uh, my mom was like obsessed with the idea that like I should not get in a gypsy taxi, <laughs> a jitney. Yeah, like a jitney. You and said so, you said gypsy. One hundred percent. You said gypsy so, well more than I've said my dad tonight. So if you're yeah, also playing at so, home, drink every time Sean says. Listen, if I have to drink every time that Dave, you mention your dad, right. and Sean, you mention something about a gypsy, I'm not going to make it through this. No, podcast. our emergency professional is right now. going to need yeah. some help. <laughs> I'm going to start an IV drip on myself. And Firemen so, are really good at drinking beer, all I'm saying. Fair enough. But I'm not that Oh, yeah, jitneys. <sighs> jitneys. I, I've so, been in a couple in Pittsburgh, and uh, probably that's about <laughs> it. Oh, God. And so it was, like, one of those, like, things where, you know, my, my mom is, like, obsessed with, like, warning me about all of these things. And so I feel like watching this show tonight was her fears come alive in 70s cartoon form. <laughs> like, in no way, shape, or form would you – I look at it this way, all right? Um, like, you should never ask somebody, all right, who is not familiar with something in healthcare, a potential healthcare question. Although, although I will say this with the caveat that we do it all the time, WebMD. All right. <laughs> yes. So, but keeping that in mind, all right, like back in this period of time, it was like you would never get, you would never get medical advice. From a, a, a somebody who's within the range of ten to fifteen years old, who's in a van that looks like they stole and painted a plus four on, like this, this. May, like, I want to say this: yep. the premise of this show is bullshit. All right, I think we've established these, that. Yeah, these fucking kids hide. They hotwired a van. All right, that was probably impounded somewhere that had three refugee animals that were in the back, <laughs> and they were like, "Fuck it." Let's see if we can support this fire department. It, I want to say this. If your fire department is in such dire straits that you need to hire four kids in a jitney, you fucked up as a fire department. You're like, assuming they're paying. This is embarrassing as shit. You're assuming they're paying. You should them. work for they're DC. Paying they're paying them in life Alex, experience. <laughs> Alex, if, if, a, if, a, if four kids ever roll up the scene that you're on in a van, like through barriers, through tape, <laughs> Through all the bullshit that they need to get through, if they ever roll up, just turn in your two weeks at that point because, like, shit has gone horribly awry. Actually, I just thought that that was the D.C. Fire Department under the LRB administration. Oh, so, <laughs> this actually looked frighteningly familiar. True, true. Look, yeah. I, yeah. I get that you don't want to put your lives and your, you know, your livelihood, life and limb, in the hands of kids, but, I mean, they can probably handle, like, a massive thousand-acre forest fire right yeah sure I, actually no, i i didn't want to ask you about that yeah. simply because it didn't look initially like a massive 
forest fire. No, it was one poorly animated plume of I love the 80s an- animation because it looked like uh, Fox Valley was being threatened by an immobilized Tasmanian devil. <laughs> yeah, just... <laughs> it just, it just didn't go anywhere. The smoke did not drift anywhere. It was just a little whirlwind of gray that said, fuck you, Fox Valley. It was a Dementor just have, hovering over the mountain. Yeah, that was it. She's like, ah, uh, we're in Fox Harry, Valley. Harry Potter that. was in, and, <laughs> got was a, in Dementor Fox here Valley. In, uh, Los Montanas. And, and so if I, all right, so we, we obviously have the threat. We have the forest fire. Right. That's, uh, that is your, our, our major antagonist. But that should be exciting, right? That's exciting hold, hold television, on. yeah? Hold on. Pause really quick. Alex is positing. I want everybody to think about this as we have this discussion, yeah. okay? Because this is critically important for me. <laughs> Who is the antagonist? You've already asserted that it's the forest fire. I'm thinking otherwise. You think it's oh, the I minor know. bird? I want, there's I want, one, there's I want, one motherfucker you know who looking I'm talking out about. there. Yep. You, you know who I'm talking about. Yep. Let's keep talking about it. I want to get to this guy organically. This will be, this will be a blast. Okay. For probably okay. only me. No, no, no. I'm, I'm definitely with you, I hope. <laughs> Otherwise, okay, we're gonna so have two. Should I just should I just keep going until you jump yeah, in yeah, here? Yeah, yeah. All right, please. So I think that the the major antagonist of this whole episode is obviously the forest fire threatening Fox Valley. Okay. Then all of a sudden we find out that there's a dad who has his kid who's driving an RV and says, like, "Are we lost, Dad? No, it's cool. The GPS says drive into this wall of fire. I got this, son." All right, well, so everything's okay. And then, <laughs> uh, holy shit, tragedy. Shocker. Shocker. Before we even get to these Shocker. idiots, who probably should have been left to burn, um, we have Jeez. probably like a five to ten minute, just like, not even a montage. Because the whole point of a montage is to speed through the boring <laughs> shit. <laughs> right? This is like what should have been montaged. It was a five to what? ten minute sequence of like relays back and forth from the spotter on the ground the helicopter's going overhead, back to the dispatcher, out to the various departments who are all going to respond to this fire. And I get it. If you're watching the live-action version of this, it's actually kind of cool to see all the, like, the, the cogs and the machine and all the different parts and how they all work together. But Dave, I, I will tell you yeah. this. This is not the short version that is entertaining and then no. we forget about it. This was like actually a list of every yes. single unit and person and battalion uh, chief and helicopter that was supposed to respond that was exhausting even to me was, and i was, i found it kind of interesting from the very beginning yeah. but at the end of it i was like oh jesus christ can we just cut this shit short already like just cut it off i don't care how many helicopters you have responding just Let's go. And you, wrap this up, B. Yeah, and you literally like, you <laughs> wrap don't... it right. I wanted the Chappelle's wrap it up box. Yeah, wrap yeah, it but... up, B. And you're not introduced to like anybody that you remotely care about yet. Like they're just random dispatchers, just relaying information. You don't actually get to like see anybody do anything except just kind of like what seven or eight and... minutes after that when they even called Squad Fifty One. Yeah, and then finally yeah. When, yeah. when Gage and Desoto show up, they're like the most they deliver the most bored dialogue I've ever heard in my life. Like, one of them... Let's get a backboard. He's, well, see, before that... <laughs> he's got a broken leg. Well, we'll take care of him. Oh, well, I guess no, he's gonna die. No, like, before they, before they even show up to, like, the injured people, they're, like, just looking at the fire as it's burning out of control, and they're like, oh, it must really be going if they called everyone in already. <laughs> right. And the other guy's like, yeah, that Santa Ana comes up. We're really in for it. Like, yeah, you guys sound fucking terrified. Yeah. Cash those paychecks. Uh, 
there is a there is zero emotion or inflection regarding the actual situation that is taking place. Right. Which you know, I look, look at it this way: I've I've never I've I have gone to war with a grill fire. <laughs> That's the extent of my ability. Like a grease fire, I'm good. I know did how you, to take care of it. Did you have a sweet horn section behind you when you did it? Bump, bump, bump. Yeah, that sweet, bump. sweet God jazz. Damn it, I wish I did, yeah. Yeah. but I, really I did not. Have. Like looking at those things, like I, you know, I can only imagine like if, if, if you're somebody who is in a career at that point, seeing something like that, you're like, I get it, I understand. I, I, I see what's happening right now. We're going to address it. It's not as big of a deal, but it's still important that we put the right wheels in motion in order to address this. Right. And these guys could not seem more bored with the idea that this Tasmanian devil is in the background yeah. of Fox Valley ripping shit up. Yeah. It, to me, I would have been like, that looks really weird. Holy crap. This entire countryside's burning. Also, why do I live in California? Like, why these are am all, I still here? Yeah. These are all questions that I would need to personally answer myself. To these guys, this is old hat for them. And so I, I guess I can understand that. Yeah, fuck the 21 families that are living out there. All right, so, the so the question that you're, that you're getting at is sort of the, I don't know, the, the old adage, if you will, or something that's passed around the fire department of, like, look, the... The trash man doesn't get really excited when he turns the corner and yep. sees a whole bunch of trash. <laughs> Why should we get really excited when we turn the corner and see a whole bunch of fire blowing out of a window? I understand that they are different situations with different life safety, you know, uh, you know, consequences. But yeah, it's kind of like you know, accountants like to show up to work and crunch numbers. Oh we boy, like to a show lot of to... spreadsheets! <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Excel. But at the same time, they opted not to make a garbage man cartoon. They opted to make the emergency <laughs> plus four cartoon, where you think they'd but be they handling. But they did make a garbage man reality TV show, starring oh fuck, what was his name? The 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 field goal kicking garbage picking Philadelphia phenomenon. The hell's his name? Oh, are you serious? Yeah, you don't remember. Oh that? no, I just I, I meant the um the Trash Wars. Oh, I don't know that TV show. Tony Danza. The, the 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 quite literal dumpster fire of a TV show. Yes. Oh, I thought you were talking about Rock of Love on VH1. Oh no, also a dumpster With fire. That dumpster There's fire. There's so many dumpster <laughs> fires. <laughs> I've put out a great many dumpster fires, and I think that all of these TV shows are greater dumpster fires. Real question: than The ones uh, that I've have you done any like forest fire or wilderness fire training? No, I have no wildland experience. Okay. Um, but I did do some research on some of the wildland practices that they employed in the show, such as dumping a triple F aqueous film forming foam on top of their people who were in the valley, yeah. which is what I assume that that white foamy thing that filled right. the screen. Oh, see, was. I didn't know. I thought maybe it was just straight water because I looked it up and I was like, fuck, they just dumped like 800 pounds of water on these guys. It probably right. can't feel which, great. Which rather like jumping off of, uh, you know, a, a, like a bridge or something, thousand foot cliff yeah. or something. When you hit water at that speed, it, the water is basically concrete, yeah. whatever it, it, it pulverizes you. So if you dump, billion <laughs> gallons of water or whatever the hell it is on top of people from a thousand feet it acts the same way yeah. however i i looked into the fact that they dumped 
all of this weird foam stuff and I okay all right let me just let me just start here so they they dump this foamy stuff on people in Phillips Creek okay so in 1902 there's this Russian chemist who invented this aqueous film forming foam whose purpose was to uh coat the fuel and cool the fuel itself so that takes away two of the things in the fire triangle so you deny access to oxygen and you deny the heat factor however all of the stuff that they have is it's like a glycol based solvent and some kind of uh additive that stabilizes the bubbles if you will so that they spread evenly but uh, whether it's that foam stuff or the $2 a gallon fancy nitrate-based red slurry that comes out of the back of a planes and makes, you know, these fantastic photos every summer, yeah. every time that that actually burns because it's just a fire retardant, it's not actually, you know, it, it'll only prevent it for so long. It's not so, a suppressant. It's just a retardant. Right. It's just a retardant. So the second that fire, you know, makes its way towards those things... And then burns off all of these, you know, dioxins and furins and all sorts of other carcinogenic things that, Dave, I'm sure you could probably tell us more about with your uh, <laughs> biochem thumbs up that you just gave me. <laughs> um, all of these, like, halogenated things that you light on fire are really, really not good for humans. Yeah. Long and the short of it, I would not like to drown in 800 <laughs> to 1,000 gallons well, of fire retardant. Fire. <laughs> you just dropped on top of me. So now here comes the here comes the cancer and uh also there's still fire around me. The other thing that I'd like to not participate in <laughs> is any type of a helicopter ride <laughs> with any of the people who are a part of this unit. Well literally at least one one they person's seem, not they, great. They seem right, but they seem woefully inept <laughs> at the idea of You ever landed on the head of a pin? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly he hasn't. That's an actual line Clearly from this episode, hasn't. by the way. Actual line. <laughs> well, guess there's a first time for everything. Oh, Thanks, man. Roy. Or Johnny, whoever fucking said that. All right, let's <laughs> let's back up one second. So we've got we've got everybody there arriving at the fire now, just trying to keep everybody in line here on the plot. So we actually meet the plus four first, which it's actually three kids, a dog, and a monkey. So I don't know how the fuck that's plus four, but whatever. They're driving the van while watching lightning strikes just kind of light up the area. So the, the storm's getting worse. The fires are getting worse. And then here's where we come to a nameless dad and his son, Joey, uh, that Alex mentioned earlier. So the dad is looking for Joey. I loved this scene because it was just so janky. The dad, the dad is screaming for this kid, and the kid's just like, the dad's like, Joey, where the fuck were you? And he's like, I was just playing down by the ground. Never mind, we gotta get the fuck out of here. Just cuts the kid no. right off, jump in the camper, and they so take why off. Joey didn't notice that the entire forest was on yeah. fire around him. He was like that little, sure. he was like the little dog in the kitchen. Yeah. Also, I want to mention that nameless dad is screaming for Joey. He's like, where the fuck were you? Great, let's get in the car. And then he just saunters Casually. over to the vehicle. He, like, he could not have no. moved fucking slower right. to get... Oh, God. Come on, Fred, get it together. You need more than one speed. People run and walk at different speeds. <laughs> that was, no, that was, that was the fault of the same animation that made the, uh, the downed helicopter cut scenes <laughs> of their scared faces so awesome. <laughs> They're pretty great. <laughs> and then just back and forth. And there was no motion happening. It was just, ah, 
Open mouth. Ah, open mouth. Yeah. Ah, open mouth. Yep. It's just, it's incredible. Unfortunately, we have some great. more, uh, some more awkward dialogue here as the, uh, so the emergency folks are arriving on scene. They're trying to get everything together. They're still kind of <laughs> relaying back and forth. Alex mentioned the retardant chemicals. There's literally a line that says the retardant mixing units are at Kelsey Flats, just kind of like out of nowhere. <laughs> and yeah. it's just, there's so many things going on, but literally nothing is happening at the same time. There's just like a lot of staging, but no actual action. Even when it's, these it's, guys are dealing with the actual patients, it's so it's such a bored delivery. Like I have, I have Gage here. He's like, he's talking to a guy who's laid out on a stretcher, right? So he's got him on a, on a backboard. It's like, mm-hmm. take it easy. You got a lot of smoke in your lungs. And then they go to the <laughs> other guy and he's like, oh, broken leg. How did it happen? Fell off a cliff. Fell off a cliff. We'll take it from here. Like, what the fuck? Like, dude's got a broken <laughs> leg and just fell off a cliff. Yeah, we got it. We're good. Let's get you out of here. Like, it's, it's quite literally the same tone of voice that you would use for transfer of care of a patient in an emergency room where you would say, yeah, he's got a hurt toe and he wants a turkey sandwich. I was going to say, it's, it's the same to tone that I get from a subway yep. worker when I say, no, I wanted the Black Forest ham. And they're like, oh, I'm, okay. I'm sorry, sir. I need you to correct yourself. It's a sandwich artist. A sandwich artist. Sandwich artist. I actually get, I actually get more of a, of a jolt from them when they actually get the order right. But <laughs> Okay, so then we, we meet uh, this Chief Johnson who, quote unquote, has his hands full here, which Alex was talking about. He literally does not have control of the situation. He, no, he basically, no control of the scene whatsoever. He like freaks out, but then just like drinks a cup of coffee <laughs> while everything's burning down around him. <laughs> I love that guy. So I, I want to uh, say the incredible thing is that we get, we get this... We get this dialogue that's talking about that uh, a thousand acres have already burned. Yeah, it was real quick. And so, um, from the moment of this Tasmanian devil setting down yeah. <laughs> to the, the moment that we pick back up with the rest of this unit, a thousand acres have already burned. And so, what they do then is they're just like, oh, we got to get these helicopters up in the air. And you're like, okay, that sounds, yeah. that sounds no, intelligent. That actually makes like, sense. Yeah. It sounds sure. It, yeah, Good idea. Sure. Sounds like they know what they're doing. Um, and then they have this one terrible animated scene where <laughs> they, they open up. The shot is from the inside of the helicopter where they open the door to the helicopter. And it looks like a bunch of miners getting yes. ready to get on the helicopter. See, I thought, like, it was, I thought it was that or like the, no, the villagers yeah. from Frankenstein had showed up with their pitchforks. Yes. And we're, gonna, we're like reverse burning everything down. I had no clue what was going on here. Or, like, or Shay and her family from the Balmera on Voltron. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Since like, we were just talking about that. It, it's, yes. like they, it's like they took the lowest common denominator in terms of what was like technically proficient right. for this task. And they were like, show up at the helicopter. And everybody's like, oh, the helicopter. Got, Got it. it. Thumbs up. So the best part about this is that and this is this is very relevant uh, for all of this is that so you get this extended unnecessary anime unnecessary <laughs> animation of the helicopter's rotor mast oh, amazing. starting up That's great because it, like and if you're not familiar with the rotor mast it's it's the part that connects the actual like body of the helicopter yep. to the blade so it's that like it's that cylindrical piece that rotates the actual blade yeah. for the helicopter and allows it to actually take off. It doesn't set the direction of the helicopter. It just allows for It's the thing off. in the movies that makes the... Where like... And it gets faster and faster and then the helicopter goes where it needs to go. Right, where like any bad guy falls into it and you're just like, oh, we got chopped up. Oh, shoot. They're not getting like cut up by like the rotor tail blade or anything like that. Like 
They're falling which, in. which fell off yeah, because they exactly. hit a tree or a mountain. Oh, they clipped. Or some they shit. totally clipped the so mountain. On they, that one. they clipped it. But you know what? I love that the helicopter still landed straight instead of spinning. Yeah, like a whirly as bird. As fast as possible, yeah. like a whirly bird, which is what a helicopter actually does. Yes. If you turn off or remove the tail yeah. rotor. So Black Hawk down in this instance <laughs> decides. <No. laughs> <laughs> that it's just... okay. They, they they clipped a hill on their way down, so it it, it made everything. Guys, okay. they were totally so this, fine. This... The one guy just broke his back. He's completely fine. <laughs> so let me let me let me explain this dialogue that's here. Please, that, again, please, please. Could not be said with with any less enthusiasm. So glad you it have was, this. It was almost as if somebody woke up from a coma ten years, like ten years in a coma, and they were like, "Hey, quick, read these lines," and they were just like. <laughs> Oh, tight spot. <laughs> and then they're like, read this next line. They're like, my back. And that was it. Then they just that was like the extent. And that's the extent of what it is because Alex is 100% correct. Like at this point, like the, the rotor tail snaps off completely. Uh-huh. You don't get a whirly bird situation, oh, nope. which in terms of, and I know this because I understand physics. That's what happens when you snap that yep. off. Like yep. you have a helicopter. That's the entire purpose of the tail yeah, rotor. Exactly. Yes, exactly. To keep so, it from turning into a whirly bird. Again, right. again. So actual main helicopter blade allows you to elevate. Rotor allows you to aim in the specific position that you need to right. go in. Unless for it's one of those Russian wolf things where they have the double rotors. But... And they can't really figure those out either. Oh, I, I think they're pretty cool. Are they? they are. They're really fun. I mean, I think they're badass. They and look they... great. They were really um, fun to play in that game that I played in the 90s. I don't know. Oh. I, what game was what that? What was it? Air, air, emergency air Plus attack? 4, the video oh, game. It was, it was Emergency Plus game. 4. Yeah. So we, we get this moment where, the, where the, the rotor tail snaps off, and there is a crash that looks like somebody just very gingerly guided the body of the helicopter <laughs> down into the side of a mountain. Yeah, that worked. And then... And then somebody's just... And, On like a slip and slide. Right. Just like right down <laughs> and you stop and you're you, good. You get somebody who just literally... The line is you're they good, just go... Son. My back. My back. <laughs> my back. My neck and my back. I love how yeah. they follow up with uh, him later. Didn't he say my neck, my back, lick my... Oh, no, he didn't say that. That was a line from a hip-hop song later. That's correct. I don't know. I'd have to rewatch the episode. I think there might have been some <laughs> licking and some cracking and some... Necking. Something about his crack. Yeah. yeah, I think he broke yeah. his crack. Is that what it was? <laughs> he broke it. He just said, my crack. Oh, my crack. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've got these dum-dums crashed now, yeah? So, All right, but, so these, these guys land, and they're crashed up. All right, I But got now I think we're getting to the real antagonist of this episode, Sean. Am I right? Uh, we are almost there. Right before, I, I want to say Maybe this. Maybe we're on the wrong um, page because I think my guy's coming up real no, quick. No, no, we're, we're almost okay. there. We're almost there. I, I, will, I promise you I will segue into okay. this. All right. Is that, so we have this helicopter that goes down and somebody reports on the radio that there's an accident at Dawn's Peak. Okay. And uh, over the radio, you hear the station, you hear somebody say uh, something, they go, there's an accident. Uh, something about Square 51. I wonder where they are. And this is Carol in the Emergency Plus 4 van, right. Squad 51. So Squad 51, well, here, I, I, I'm going to be very clear about this. So Squad 51, obviously, is the, is the, the group that that's, is the well, first responders. Yeah, the main guys, that's, who the show's correct. supposed that's, to be fucking That's right. Johnny and Roy. Those, that, that is Squad 51. All right. So 
uh, she hears over the radio that there's been an accident that is in Square 51. Oh, no shit. Because they're looking at a map. Coincidence? That has, that has a bunch of squares. And she Whoa. goes, she goes, and I believe this to be right. She goes, something about Square 51. I wonder where they are. And I was like, Carol, you dumb dumb. They're in square 51. Now, maybe I misheard yeah, that. Yeah, I'm going to say it's probably squad. squad I, re- I retract my statement because maybe all it was I heard squad was 51. 51. And I'm sorry that I Well, here's meant the Here's the challenge you, is thought, that okay. I've, I've watched this episode now three times <laughs> right. and I've taken mm. the same mm. note multiple times. I could be 100% wrong. But in my brain, I was like, Carol, how did you not know that they're in square I think 51? They, I like, think they they're actually giving said, you all the resources. I think they said Squid 51, which is actually a very squid. famous sushi restaurant in L.A. So, but here's, here's the main thing. So we get to the point now where I believe the antagonist for this yes. entire episode takes place. Let's, okay? let's get to him. And this, is, right. this is important. Who okay. is it? We have Nameless Dad. Don't me wrong. We have Nameless Dad yep. and we have Joey. Yep. Right, Driving along in their camper. Are, they're in the camper mm-hmm. and they're heading, um, they're heading Literally out through of... the fire, but trying to get out of the park. Yeah. Correct. It's okay. Like I said, GPS told me. I'm going to take a left through this wall of fire. Yeah, right. I got Thanks, you. Ways. Like they, I got this, son. They're driving through Centronalia. Yeah, and you don't got this. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So they, like, they're driving through this ring of fire, and they are on their way to get out. And all of a sudden, lo and behold, <laughs> Joey lo, Cash. lo and behold, this is where the antagonist shows up. Pops right out of the forest. That deer. That poor that deer doe. bastard. The deer. The, the deer. The fucking, fucking deer, deer. The deer. makes Joey's dad. Look, here, here's the scenario, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. You're driving a camper through a forest yeah, I hate, fire with I your hate kid. you a little yeah? bit. Here's your scenario. Shit. You're driving. Okay. All right, okay. okay. You're on a curvy road. Mocha. To the right of you is the mountain pass. Behind you is a fire. In front of you is a deer. And to the left is a steep cliff that will drop you to your death. What do you do? <laughs> you hit Fuck that, you mash that, that deer. Fucking Yo. Deer. <laughs> I will absolutely mash a deer up. I don't care if he lands. You destroyed in... that deer. Because then, guess what? Even if you <laughs> crash, you got dinner to get you through the night. Ooh, right. that is a tasty so, deer. Listen, son, go in the back, dress this deer that just came through our windshield, yeah. and I'm gonna keep driving. Yeah. I just, I almost wanted there to be a scene, and this is the alt <laughs> version of this where Joey's nameless dad is just like, Joey, go get the kosher salt and the pepper out of the back. Joey, go fetch my buck knife. And the, and, yeah. and the dressing knife. Yeah. <laughs> Look, the, the worst Joey part Adam. of this whole thing, though, right, is that they didn't just swerve. So they literally take the worst option, swerve off the road, and crash a careen over the side of a cliff. Careen. <laughs> yeah, like, by the time you read this, I will have jumped. No, scratch it out. Plummeted, Plummeted to my death. Yes. No. <laughs> Plummeted. The worst part of the scenario is that the deer didn't just cause it. Is that he gives them the hardest possible side eye as the camper goes yep, over the cliff? Does. Totally There's does. A fully Absolutely. dedicated scene to a that full deer. shot of deer's face going like. Mm? I know my world is on fire, but for real, bro. Holy shit! For it real. was basically Bambi's dad. That's what happened to him. Oh man! Right. Oh. All right. Go ahead. What were you gonna ask, Alex? So Sorry, I want I want to ask that like in these situations, all right, if you are able to swerve and avoid a deer. All right, and not put yourself at risk. You should do so. But if you are if you are operating a vehicle, all right, and there is a deer in front of you, and the only other option is to hit that deer in order to save yourself, what what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? I shoot the hostage. 
<laughs> Third option. I'm sorry. No. Oh I, my God, Keanu! Don't do that. I was, I do was that. asked a. Uh, I had a flashback to a different question. I'm sorry. Um, well, no. It. My choices are turn left and smash into a mountain, which is made of stone and will probably destroy my engine. Right. My choices are turn right and fall off the mountain, which will <laughs> just kill all of the things. And then my other, my last choice is smash into the deer. While I slam on my brakes, I'm not going to do anything except slam into the deer. Because the mountain will kill my engine, and the edge of the mountain will kill my family. Uh, so, also, I'm going to hit the, the animal. I'm sorry, Bambi. Yeah. Fuck yourself. They are delicious. I know. Plus, I can also have food. Yeah. You're absolutely right, Dave. I, I don't know anything about dressing deer. I really hope the next time I hit one... You're with me because you've gone hunting. You know how to dress deer, Super easy. yeah? Yeah, just don't rupture the gut sack. You're good to go. Right, right. And that's, that, that's what I would need help <laughs> with not rupturing. So thank you for that. But I mean, like, the whole idea behind this is that, like, we've established that this entire mountaintop that they're on is on fire. Yep. Like, the chances of this deer surviving <laughs> under any circumstances are very slim at this point. I'll tell you what, he did not need emergency plus four services, though. What if I just, what if I just swerve a couple degrees left and use my right headlight to take out its head, and then I just keep going? Yeah, I'm still cool with that. But that's not what that's, happened, okay. unfortunately. Also an option. But you're right, not what happened. These dum-dums go right over the cliff. And they, they literally get pinned between uh, the rock wall and a scrawny little tree that is holding this camper up with... <laughs> like, like, like a black sheep yes. moment where Chris Farley is hanging on going, Be strong, little, little root, please! <laughs> so, and then... Ah! So with this accident, I want to know, all right, how did Joey stay inside of this camper? But the dad got thrown out and, and got pinned <laughs> underneath the camper. Look. He is in between this rock wall. It's rock wall, dad, tiny tree. Look, I gotta, I gotta say Death. this though. I deer like refusal to smash the deer aside. I gotta give props to this dad because he's the most patient possible dad you could be in this scenario. Father he, of the year, uh, father of the fucking year, father of the fucking camper. year, but also like human of the year because he has apparently survived yeah. some more traumatic shit. To his lower half of his body than I have seen in a very long time. Like, so, so at one point when Joey gets off the radio, he says, Dad, I talked to the firemen. They're coming. Meanwhile, cut to a shot of Dad not moving, <laughs> all mashed up under an RV. Holy shit. Good thing you had that life-saving shitty wool blanket again, kid. This seems to be a recurring theme. That moment where, they, where they, they, the line was, cover your father with a blanket. I was like, yeah, cover, cover that corpse. Cover that cover corpse, that corpse, corpse so blanket. Blanket. Cover that corpse so you don't have to look at it. Cover that frozen corpse of your father. <laughs> Jesus. But again, ah, oh, shit, it's dark out. Let's just sit here, hope for the best, and drink coffee. Yeah, that'll be fine. Classic fireman. If that kid gets hungry, he can just feast on the corpse of his father. Or maybe that minor bird. I'm gonna pull back, pull back for two <laughs> okay, seconds. All right. So we, we have this idea, all right, that this, this nameless dad and Joey have driven over this cliff. Yep. We still have this downed helicopter <laughs> right. that is like our B story in this Yeah, episode? sure. Yes, that's, that's true. And I have a totally, very big point about totally that. Totally tertiary. Yeah. 
to everything at this point. Because it's so, not nearly as important. Right. So let's wrap up this B story really yeah. quick. So we okay. have we have a helicopter that lowers a cage and picks up two of the firefighters. Well, <laughs> even before I'm, they I'm do sorry, that. I'm sorry. They lowered a what? Lowered... Squad 51. We're lowering a medieval torture device down to you. <laughs> yeah, Hop in, bitches. We're lowering because the, the Iron, Iron Maiden. Maiden can't stay here for very long. <laughs> we're sending the Iron Maiden down if you needed to torture anyone. <laughs> Yep. But no, even, also, even um, before that. Right before that, yeah. weren't they just talking to a guy who was on a backboard? Yes. On the ground. So, so yep. they literally and they completely like, left him. They just they fucking left, left him. No, 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 no. They, they got him on the. So hold on. Let's back up. So no, this is no, where Alex they, was saying. Well, he wasn't in the Iron Maiden, Dave. Well, they dumped all the shit on them, right? So whether it was 800 pounds of water or 1,000 liters of this uh, foam stuff, right? They dump all that sure, on them. Because sure. they're like, well, you guys are kind of on fire. So we're going to cool you down a little bit. <laughs> we're going to try and not make you on yeah, fire. Yeah, we're going to make you okay. on fire. And then we're going to come in and try to pick you up. So first thing, drown them. And smash their bones with a lot of water. Second thing, fly in. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fly in. Jesus. Talk to the guy with a broken back. Be just like, hey, how do you feel? And he's like, eh, I felt better. Severed. Severed. It's broken <laughs> right. They put him on a backboard because the whole time, like, there's this sweet kind of sexy jazz music that's playing the whole time that they're going <laughs> through really this, is. like, put the man with a broken back who will never walk again on a backboard and take him away. So, yeah, I think they got him. Because he should listen to sweet, sweet jams before mm. he realizes he's going to be in a wheelchair for the rest of his that's life. That's right. Yeah. Hey, uh, do me a favor. Uh, now that we're up in the helicopter, do me a favor and tap your toe to this beat. <laughs> you can't, can you? Oh. <laughs> oh, you can't. You like this Wynton Marsalis I've got going? <laughs> all right moving on so iron maiden i, I think cole next. porter here if it would suit your spine injury better <laughs> so okay now they drop the iron maiden in because uh this is where gage and desoto were still kind of hanging out waiting trying right, to pick the rest right, of these right. guys with up. a guy on a backboard who i'm pretty sure they did not rescue. okay so they left somebody down there and just left by themselves <laughs> i'm telling you they lowered down a cage after they were talking about this guy on a backboard and then they came up with no guy on a backboard. Yeah, there were three guys originally. I thought they loaded one, and then the uh, Gage and DeSoto went up in the Iron Maiden. So there's at least two people down there they just left to burn <laughs> in the helicopter. <laughs> Neat. Neat show. Listen, apparently the L.A. Fire Department needed some work. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, man. All right, is there, is there anything about this completely unnecessary... Uh, rescue that takes place where they presumably leave two people to die that we need to recap. No, I think that's it. I think uh, everything else kind of revolves around the, no. the kids, literally all of the yeah, kids. Everything else I want to talk about is about the kid and right. his dad and the camper. Let's and the, do this. Yeah, all right, okay. Because what, what happens next is we get dad of the year explaining to Joey <laughs> all right, how to use the radio. While he's slowly breathing right. out on the front of a mountain. Right. <laughs> so uh, so we get we get a uh, we get Joey who we we discover his last name. Oh, do we finally? Yeah, because uh, they asked us just like well, you know like what Joey Joey who they're like Which, yeah. yeah, and he's like Joey Runyon. Oh Runyon, that's and I was right. Because like, Runyon yeah. Canyon I like, out that's... in LA. I was like that is the worst fucking last. Well, name. that's is that a real place? Yeah, out there? Runyon Canyon is oh, okay. is just like a, a fairly well known place out in LA. So they literally were just gotcha. like looking at a map and just be like uh, Runyon. That's it, Joey yeah, Runyon. Yeah, fucking Runyon sounds good. Dad Runyon. Dad Runyon. Dad Runyon. So, uh, so at this point, they they begin talking with uh, Joey. And, and these are the kids. They... These are like Carol and the kids in the plus four. Right. These are the kids. Yes. So they uh -huh. 
they have some information, and so they decide uh, they decide to do something. Which, oh my gosh, lo and behold, um, they need to get their hands on a set of directional antennas because they intend to triangulate Joey Runyon's position. Who the fuck? Who the fuck? Go ahead, Alex. Hey. I just I think that's fantastic because if you're using a triangle-shaped antenna <laughs> to draw a triangle on a map, that must be triangulation. That's how it's done. That's and, how it's that's how it works, right? And, 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 if, and if anybody who has more science knowledge can tell me something else, no, and, and this, that's how triangulation and, and, is done, right? Oh my god, this killed Triangles. me so much <laughs> because knowing knowing enough about triangulation, looking at this, I was like. What? <laughs> this is not how triangulation this, this is done. Is, hey, this is not how triangulation is done. Right. And what was killing me about this entire thing is that, and this is, we are now, we are now like 14 minutes into this uh, episode. Yeah, we're, we're pretty far because it's somewhere yeah. around there. Yeah. So the thing that I want to, the thing that I want to understand or that I want to convey to anybody who's listening, all right, is that there are so many teachable moments <laughs> that they've had up to this point about what's going on and what they're doing and, and, and how they can assist and, and where Gage and DeSoto, or DeSoto can, can assist everybody in what they're doing and how Carol is sort of all of a sudden taking charge yeah. of this situation. And she's just yeah. like, I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna to fucking triangulate this shit. I'm going to find Joey. I'm going like, to I'm gonna use. I'm gonna use this. Right. Yeah, right. Like, and 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 using all this trigonometry stuff, was the shit. Yeah, right. Like the only time that it's applicable. Thanks, Mr. Watson. And so you you look at this stuff and you think to yourself, like, okay, like I would like, like I would like to know more, like Starship Trooper wise, like I would. Would you like to know more? Click. Yes. Yes. Yes, yep. I would. And they skip over and miseducate every possible teachable moment in this show. Now, hang on. There is one teachable moment. That they succeeded in doing, and it's not one that you would normally find in schools. It's not one that you would normally find in any discipline outside of the fire service. There was a teachable moment about radio discipline. Oh God! Because the captain, <laughs> please. Because the captain told Little Miss Blonde Girl Carol, "Slow down. Give him a chance to answer. Stop running your mouth, toots." <laughs> Pretty Jesus. much. Hey. Shut your mouth, lady. Let the man just, uh, talk. Just let him talk. Let the eight-year-old now, man granted, talk. This was, after, this was after the kid figured out how to switch the radio from talk uh, to listen. Oh, this dumb-dumb. Which, which, I want to note this. No, it's not. On. It's not Carol's fault, all right? It's Joey Runyon's. Yeah. No, 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 no. Later on, it was Carol's fault because she was talking too goddamn much and <laughs> should have let him talk. She's been up since four. She's had like 12 coffees, which is a lot for a 12-year-old. <laughs> She's like, smoking, she smoked like five packs of like, cigarettes. It's like Willy Wombat, and she's like three and a half packs deep. She's just very, very she's on edge. up right now, okay? She's on edge, but and now, Joey Runyon is not giving her a whole lot of help here. <laughs> Where are you, Joey? Joey's not doing the best job here. Here, let's, let's do right. a little back and forth. Uh, but the captain did teach the children about radio discipline. He did. So that's, that's you, all I'm do You want a little back and forth Yeah, here? Sean, you be Joey Runyon. I'll be Carol. Okay. Uh, where are you, Joey? Uh, I don't know. I'm somewhere in a canyon. Uh, like what canyon? Uh, like a canyon that my dad, who's a real bad driver, drove over. Can you, uh, can you see anything that could help us find you? Uh, 
I can see that the camper is on top of my dad's spine. Okay, Joey. Um, you know what? Just you're terrible. So let's just keep you talking. Do you know any jokes? Ugh, give me that radio, kid. How do you think I'm doing? I've been trapped under an RV all night, and you're dropping rocks on my head. I just pictured as you're trying I to rescue the front me. Half of his dad just crawling towards him. <laughs> my dad's a zombie. <laughs> my zombie dad is on his way. Oh look, my dad's saved. Oh no, he's oh, not. No, he's oh no. Terrible. Oh no. <laughs> Alright, so Joey's terrible. I have a lot of his jokes. If you, no, we're not going to go through them. They're so bad. Yeah, I want to later. <laughs> I want to later when we recap this episode because they are yeah. amazingly oh, terrible. God. I know. They are They are fantastic. Also, I, I love the fact that one of the um, one of the responses from the captain was, okay, Joey, that's great. Um, that means your jokes fucking suck, yeah. kid. Yeah, okay, Joey, that's Stop. great. Great joke. Stop. So I... <laughs> I want to I want to very quickly get to the point that we we've talked about is sort of just the conclusion of this search for this day. But I want to say before that, yeah. All right, we have a class. We have a classic line from Joey yeah. where he just goes, "It's spooky up here," <laughs> followed, yeah. followed by him saying, "I wish I had a hot dog," and then he fucking falls passes asleep. The fuck out. He passes out. <laughs> Which is when, at which point, the search team was like, eh, it's dark. Let's just camp for the night. The kid's probably fine. <laughs> let's just drink. It's dark. He wasn't eaten like, by a bear. Again, let's just, let's just make coffee and hope for the best. You, uh, you want a nip of this real quick? <laughs> just going to kick back a couple. I love their meeting the next morning where they're just like, oh, hey, Joe. Hey, Henry. Oh, hey, Tom. How's it going? Good to see you guys here. <laughs> oh, you want to go find that kid up in the canyon? Oh, okay, let's go. Oh, yeah, I guess, uh, shit, I forgot we were doing uh, that. Meanwhile, Damn. Carol is pulling out her goddamn hair because she's yeah. been up since 4 a.m. I better be getting some overtime for this shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, so lo and behold, they eventually find this dum-dum, which they probably should have just let him rot, but that's just me. So they find this dum-dum, <laughs> well, but know, there's whatever. another problem, yeah? Uh, because it's stuck between a tree and Literal hard place. the... And, and a hard yeah. place, quite literally. Yeah. yeah. There was one moment where the uh, line of dialogue just made me kind of cringe, where they said, like, well, we're going to need something <laughs> one moment to lift this one. car, because if we winch it, we're just going to grate over the top of him. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> fuck. I don't think that is. I was thinking to myself, like, hey, he's just, yeah, he might actually just die from that. It's like, it's like when you see the, the, or you ever hear about the stories about the people who, fall in between the metro car and the metro platform oh, yeah. and then oh, God, uh you know yeah. they get fucking twisted up yeah. like brrrp, just all the way down the line Ooh. and yeah well this that, they would have just that's what i was envisioning yeah they would have just when sheared, they said i guess they would have just sheared yeah. uh, dad runyon like in half right they would have just <laughs> <laughs> dad runyon yeah they would have just like like a, or it would have just taken him over the cliff with the rest of the yeah, rv exactly and, then, Which that well, I guess he's not a problem. That anymore. pissed me off, but we'll talk about that in a second. So that would have also been a sweet and merciful ending for him. For this, he probably would have been episode. like, "Thank God." Well, here's the thing: you've got somebody who's been trapped under an RV for a a long time, and and when I say long time, I mean greater than a couple yeah. hours. Yeah. So I'm thinking compartment syndrome. Right, right. I'm thinking that he is having all sorts of weird electrolyte imbalances because when you have something that is smashed under a lot of weight and you uh, don't rectify that situation fairly quickly, the second you lift that weight off of somebody, yeah. all of the basically dead cells and dead blood and dead everything else rushes back into your heart. Ugh. 
and it is extremely cardiotoxic. So it's just a it's just a really bad scenario. And the best thing that you can do for somebody like that is, you know, if they have a limb smashed up under something, you give them a whole bunch of sodium bicarbonate to try and counteract the lactic acid that basically builds up where muscles, when you work them or when you just smash them up and don't move them for a while, they produce the same toxins. And so, like, you can you can give them something to try and counteract that effect, but uh, okay, there's still going to be some tox like cardio cardio toxicity. Half of his body yeah. has been immobile and smashed up, yeah, and. The second you lift that RV off of him, everything is going back to his heart, and everything that's going back to his heart is not good. I thought you were going to say the best thing for a person uh, in that scenario was a bullet to the head, but... Well, that's also an option, but not one we carry on the ammo Oh, no? okay. No, no, we don't carry on that. Shows what I know. Yeah. Uh. All right, so... Ask your ask your dad if he's got any. Guns My on dad the always carries your a. Your dad drink. I, I just wanted an excuse to drink. I just really wanted to make you everybody at home. Yeah. Waiting. Sean hasn't said gypsy in forever. So Sean, say gypsy. Uh, I'm actually going to get up to a point in a minute. Um, the thing that I want to mention is that uh, so as they are uh, kind of trying to get a hold of. Joey. Well, they get Joey out of there, um, right? For the most part, right, right. But well, I, they I get yeah, they get him out first before like, his yeah. dad. There, well, there's a mo- there's a moment before like when they're on their way and they're trying to triangulate where that fucking deer where, shows up. Well, and it's before, <laughs> it's after the deer. All right, but this is a point where uh, you have to ask yourself the question: um, the firefighters themselves are not able to get the signal that Joey is broadcasting, and these jitney kids, these these kidneys. <laughs> All right, are saying <laughs> these kidneys? All right, are are saying they're just like, oh well, we actually have a booster on the back, and I was like, wait, hold this on, whole time, Carol. Did these, you had this the whole, whole time, time, Carol? Carol? Um, really? God damn it, Carol! So you have to ask yourself the question: Did these kids have better equipment than the actual firefighters? Seems that right? way. EMS squad that we're trying to take care of this. Jitneys, drink. <laughs> Jitneys and gypsies and my dad. Oh, damn it. I have to do so much drinking. Uh, But, uh, you know, so they they finally um, they finally find them and they begin sort of the whole like uh, we get this whole montage of them. Everybody like uh, of several firefighters, EMS, like repelling down, which that was Um, pretty sweet. They just like took the winch off the back of the fire truck and just like zip right down the edge of the mountain. Pretty great. So they get Joey, yeah, they get they Joey, get Joey yeah. up and no out of the situation. Problem. And and Carol's just like, "You must be Joey that we've heard so you much must about." Be Joey. Just like, "Yeah, who the fuck did you think was down in that canyon?" Just right. pulling like, kids out of that canyon. It's been is, like never never but, land, been trapped there for years. But this is like the point where Joey makes this like statement. He's just like, "What about my father?" And I was like, "Oh, he's probably he's dead. Your dead father's for a probably while. fucked." Sorry, bro. <laughs> So they so they relay for an IV. Right. So this is, I think, Alex, what you want to talk right. about about having to yes, relay for this earlier. Yes, and so all through emergency, you would always hear Johnny and Roy talking to Rampart to you know talking to the hospital, just finding themselves a doctor so that they could perform X Y Z life saving measures, right. and. The fact that they continuously have to do this, you know, for a guy who's down in a canyon, 
many, many miles, I assume, from a hospital. Yep. And all they want to do is, uh, let me get this straight. So, guy's been trapped under an RV yep. uh, all night. Check. And a good point of, you know, a good part of most of the day. Yep. yep. Um, probably dehydrated. Check. Yep. Been out and exposed to the elements. Check. And now we want to give him an IV, but I need you to set up a relay <laughs> so that I can talk to the doctor. Oh, hesitant check. Uh, not really sure, Captain, because the last thing the captain said was, yeah, that's a good one, kid. He's like, yeah, great <laughs> idea. We'll get right on that. <laughs> yeah, I'm right on top of that, Rose. And they just took another swig of coffee. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> no, I guess it was because those guys didn't have, like, the medical clearance at the time, or it was for insurance purposes, or I... Well, I mean, yeah, 44 years yeah, ago, there liability. was... Uh, yeah. No, they just didn't, um, you know... So, so currently, we operate as paramedics under the license of a medical director right. for the department itself. So, we obviously need a medical director for us to do our medicine things. And, uh, you know, the medical directors change over the years. But if we, we can't just do the medicine that we want to do because it has to be approved by a medical director who says that, like, these are your protocols. These are what you're allowed to do. Uh, without me, and then these are the protocols that you're allowed to do with basically my approval or another physician's approval. Gotcha. <laughs> so, um, like, we're, we're permitted to call different hospitals and say, hey, you know, like, GW or Howard or Washington Hospital Center, this is what I'd like to do, this is what I got, um, are, are you cool with this? We're going to be at your facility in, like, 10, 12 minutes. Are you alright with this? And so most of them will say yes if you sound like you know what you're yeah. doing. I feel like probably starting an IV of fairly simple stuff, even if it's just like a saline thing or a basic And that that is that is what we call um, you know, outside medical control. We don't need a right. doctor to tell us to do okay. that. So right. there's there's things that we are permitted to do up to a point, and then anything after that, which is like the really, really complicated you know, third, fourth, fifth line level drugs, things like that, or anything that's outside the scope of our protocols, that's what we need to contact a doctor gotcha. for. But it's just funny to see yeah. that, you know, they had to do, they had to contact a doctor for very, very simple stuff years and years ago. And it's, it's in times of change. You well, know? let me ask you this. If you wanted to call in to have like, I don't know, like an army heavy lifting <clears throat> helicopter brought in, is that something you have to contact your superiors for? Hey, Chief, uh, you still got ties with the U.S. Army? <laughs> you still got uh, connections to the mafia? <laughs> right. Hey, tell this guy, take the horse head out of his bed and bring me a helicopter. Yeah. Get a helicopter, bring a piano, and drop a piano on him. Yes, something this complicated would absolutely involve uh, multiple levels of chiefdom and a whole bunch of doctors and things and in dc we have the uh, we have something called the go team which we can utilize for uh you know a whole bunch of doctors who need to show up to like some really terrible terrible right. thing that uh they can do like field amputations they can do wow. all sorts of uh really advanced medical procedures outside of the emergency department setting that we are not able to do but um yeah something like that would require a lot of uh prior authorization if i wanted to lift a camper <laughs> off of a 
shitty dad. By using a Chinook. <laughs> well, you know, by using a Chinook <laughs> to lift it God. off of a shitty dad. I gotta say, the only exciting thing in this entire episode, though, because I was just like, shit, didn't see that coming. <laughs> you thought dad was gonna die. Yeah. yeah. Dad Runyon. But dad lived yeah. because it's the 1970s and everyone makes well, it. Well, yeah. We don't, we don't. I mean, I guess we know that he lived. My favorite part was when this army helicopter comes in, lifts the van, and then just takes off with it. Like, that's our camper now, <laughs> motherfuckers. Like, we own this. Uh, uh, <laughs> apparently it knows where to go. They just flew away. The amazing, the amazing thing is to have a, a paramilitary group <laughs> handed off to a military group. I guess in terms of jurisdiction, they can just be like, this is our camper now. Who's ready for vacation? Turn this thing over. We're good to go. I got so much leave coming up this weekend. When we take this back to base, we're going to flip this over and pimp it out. (laughs) Yeah. The crazy thing was the spinoff cartoon series that was like paramilitary black ops plus four because those kids actually went (laughs) (laughs) call of duty plus four plus four. I feel like you can add a plus four to so many things, and it's unnecessary, but just as enjoyable as <laughs> adding Tokyo. Creed. Co- Assassin's Creed plus, plus four. four. Plus I was four. thinking Fast and Furious, <laughs> and you already said Tokyo Drift. It, it is. Yeah. It's, it's just as exciting as adding Tokyo Drift on the end of something. Absolutely. It's like plus four. I'd watch Emergency Tokyo That's Drift. Awesome. I would watch that. Ooh, plus would four. watch. All right. So anything else from this episode other than uh, Joey's Terrible Jokes? Let's get into Joey's terrible jokes. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. Joey's terrible jokes. Who's yeah. got one? Uh, uh, what is it that runs and doesn't have any? I don't feet? know, Joey Runyon. <laughs> it's the, it's water. I love how he delivered. He's like, you probably don't know. It's water. He's he, <laughs> he so, so sad you know, and shitty about it. He's gonna grow up to be an amazing comedian because he's already self-deprecating as and he's fuck. Full and of right. tragedy. He's see- Full of tragedy, it feels like, because, you know, it's time plus tragedy equals comedy, and Joey Runyon is in that prime position where, like, he fits the criteria for this bullshit. He's got a captive audience, too. Thank you. Right. (laughs) Thank you, alternate Patton Oswalt. I look more like Louis C.K. Well, I know you do, but that was his album, tragedy plus comedy equals time. Right, right, right. All right, who's got another one? But that's like a... That's like a common comedy equation. Right. No, you know? I understand that. You just It's actually weird that Joey Runyon grew up to become Patton Oswalt. That's kind of the weird story about this whole thing. <laughs> Change his name. One time my dad was under an yeah, RV. That's rough. We gotta ask him about that. Uh, who's got another one? Do you know why ducks fly south? I don't winter? know, Joey Runyon. Because it's too far to walk. Fuck you, kid. That was the closing it joke was. of the episode. Wasn't that was it? the that was the final line. That was of, the final line of this turd of an you, episode. Oh my All right, here's God, one for you. Why is an old car like a baby? Fire of a TV show. A why is an old car like a yeah. baby? Um, mm. it never Wait. it never goes anywhere without a rattle. Hotch cha cha cha. I got two more, but I don't know. I don't even think I can do them. Let's. We don't have to do it. Let's suffice it to say. Joey Runyon gave him the old razzle dazzle to end this episode. He was a real champ. Oh, yeah, and, and the next move after rescuing him off a mountain was jerking him off stage with that vaudeville hook. <laughs> I was worried where you were going with that. I'm, I'm glad you said vaudeville yes. hook. <laughs> I'm yanking him off stage with that vaudeville. Uh, God damn you all. <laughs> I hate you. It's time to grow up, Joey Runyon. <laughs> <laughs> all right that's gonna do it for emergency plus four however we have some opinions but there are some <laughs> other opinions out there 
there's literally at least one other opinion because it's the only one I found through IMDb. Uh, this one says it's from Racin D, Chapel Hill, North Carolina. It's titled On the Same Ground as the TV Show. I don't know what that means, Racin D. <clears throat> it's from back in 2000. <laughs> and it says, I got a chance to catch this seldom-seen Saturday morning cartoon show from the early 1970s recently on a children's cable network. I have fond memories of it as a child when it came on the NBC network as part of its Saturday morning schedule. The show was perfect since it premiered on the heels of its predecessor, which was the primetime live-action version of Emergency, a Saturday night Nielsen ratings hit show that ran for seven seasons on NBC on which this cartoon was based with the full cooperation of the Los Angeles County Fire Department. I don't know how many times one person can say that a cartoon was based on the live-action right. show. But, Dude, I don't Grayson, know. You, you did it. However, this show was just like its predecessor, and mostly at the end of the show, <laughs> its original stars from Emergency would come out and talk to kids about certain dangerous situations and how to avoid them in case it happens. Very good cartoon show from the 70s. We didn't get to see well, the live action they didn't do that for this episode. No, we didn't see that. Which, I feel like it would have been like the, the pro stars. Like, these guys wouldn't have given a shit. It would have been like it less was... enthusiastic than Chuck Norris, yeah. you know? I'm also really curious. Did Mantooth write this review? <laughs> this one singular review? Like did Mantooth come on? After just like, it was on the air. He's like, popular show, Emergency. Yeah. <laughs> Followed Where on the heels with Emergency grand. Plus it's Four. It's a hit Saturday Night Nielsen writings. Yeah, right. This feels like it was so much copywriting that like, Mantooth uh, had like, consumed over the years. But he was just like, guys, I, I really, have no idea, but maybe. I really, I really want to, I really want to hype this up, guys. Emergency's coming out on HD DVD. What? That's not a thing anymore. It's coming out on Blu-ray DVD. <laughs> Wait, that's not a thing anymore. It's streaming in 4K. It's 4K that's not a thing emergency. anymore. God, emergency plus 4K. God, damn it! He was originally excited. Uh, this, this, the review was actually originally written for um, uh, what was that fucking disc? Laser disc? Laser disc. Yes. Laser disc. What was yeah. that fucking disc? It's for laser <laughs> Joey Runyon. Run, get me that disc. <laughs> Joey Runyon. Run your ass over there and get that disc. <laughs> Joey Runyon. Run your ass over there. All right. So that's uh, Randolph Mantooth's opinion. What about you guys? We're going to start with our guest <laughs> of the show, Alex Capice. Brother, do you recommend this show? Uh, and if not, do you give it the dip and erase it from all existence? Well, I, uh, I only have... This one episode to look True. at, and as much as I would like to believe that their attempt was to educate kids about bad situations and teach them what to do, I'm going to say that, no, they didn't do a good job, because Joey Runyon is, he, he's learned nothing, <laughs> and I give it the dip. Ooh, that's one for Ooh. the dip. I give Shit. it the dip. I love Emergency, the original show. I have the DVDs, love the show to death. It's part of my childhood where I was, you know, being shown this by somebody yeah. else, obviously. But I just, I, I, I can't, I can't deal with this. I, I give it. You dealt with it for the last like hour and a half. Well done. Damn. All right, we got one for the dip, Sean, buddy. What do you say? Uh, I don't recommend okay. this, and I gotta agree with Alex. There were so many teachable moments in this, and they failed every single time. They did. I gotta go with the dip. Wow. Ah, they fucked it up. Time, I gotta, time I again. gotta go with the guys, dip, Dave. How you, you guys feeling? Fucked it up, Joey Runyon. This is a unanimous dip. Oh no! The first dip. I feel so <laughs> happy that I'm present for a unanimous this is dip. Dip plus three. The first unanimous dip. <laughs> right oh here. yeah! Uh, again. 
Good, Thanks. good job, so Emergency good. Plus Four, for being so terrible. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. That forty years later, three jackasses will write your show off from existence, <laughs> including one medical professional. <laughs> but no, I'm with you. Like I love the loose. I love the live action series. Um, one more time to drink. Me and my dad used to have a good time watching it. Oh, we never watched the cartoon. I didn't know it existed until uh, we put together the research for this show. Had no idea. So uh, really? let's go back to that. Let's go back to pretending it doesn't exist because it's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I also did not sh- did not know that this show existed no. until you guys told me about it. Yeah, sorry to as as much of my love of the original Emergency. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. had no clue they made a spin off. Ruin that. Well, you know what? If my dad has taught me anything, drink. Jenny, everybody, everybody drink. Yeah, just finish your drink. Everybody drink yeah. because yay. <sighs> Yeah. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this round of recommendations and not recommendations. Uh, nice. Alex Capice, thank you so much for coming back on the show. Absolutely. You... Always happy to be here. Um, love all the topics that you guys have here. And it's <laughs> just... Uh, thanks for inviting me to be the panel expert. Yeah. That sounds like Hell such yeah. a weird fa- phrase because... Uh, no, but... Welcome to subject matter expert territory, yeah. buddy. No, put no, it on your no. resume. SME, I am not. So, as far as we're concerned, no, thank, you know. thank you guys. Thank you guys so much for the show, and it's it's always a pleasure to be yeah, here. Yeah, brother. Do you have so, uh, anything coming up? Hope to see you guys again. Do you soon. have anything coming up in the next couple of weeks that uh, you want listeners out there to know about, or are you a private citizen? Uh, and if so, if you want to let them know your contact info on like Twitter. Uh, you don't have to. Not really much of a Twitter guy, so uh, no. Cool. Private, private citizen. citizen. Private citizen. Nice. Um, but I'd be happy to contribute on other stuff that you guys have going on in the future. Um, so we'll be in touch. Okay, so nice. that sounds good. Sean, <laughs> don't call me. I'll okay, call you. You, you know where to find. How's me. that sound, <laughs> Sean? Brother, what do you have going on? Oh man, uh, we are coming into December right yep. now, and so I have a bunch of shows that are going to be with Washington Improv Theater uh, throughout the month. Of, throughout the month of December, you can find more witdc.org, and as always, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sean Paul Ellis. Fantastic. As for me, you can find me on Twitter at Doctor Claw MD. Since we are rolling into December Dr. now, my uh, National Novel Writers Month. Uh, my short story, Black Castle, is wrapped up, starring Nathan Fillion as a black person. That's not true at all. Uh, that was just <laughs> Sean's logline from last week. Um, <laughs> but if that piques your interest, feel free to head on over to DaveTrumbor.com and check out Black Castle. Damn it, Dave. I was actually really excited that that was I'm a thing. I'm going to go rewrite it Damn as it. fanfic featuring an African-American <laughs> Nathan Fillion. But you should also read it. I'm four chapters in right okay. now. Uh, so I am enjoying myself immensely with Black Castle. Dude, and they're short chapters. Especially too, so. the part where Nathan Fillion yeah, comes great. out in blackface. It's, it's fantastic. It's a little controversial, but just push through it and you'll really <laughs> why, appreciate it at the end. Why is Black Castle not a thing? <laughs> very, oh, okay. very brave on the part of the author. So oh, Dave, don't. A lot of credit you. towards you. <laughs> fuck you. If you want to find out Listen more... Listen here, Oprah. Shut the fuck up. ...on Saturday Morning Cartoons, you can do so at our website, SaturdayMorningCartoons.com. <laughs> Remember, that's Morning with a U. You can also find us on Twitter, at MorningTunes. Check out Sean's handiwork on his Instagram account. Uh, Instagram is Instagram.com slash Saturday Morning Cartoons. Is that right? Sure, yeah, let's go with that. At Saturday, at Saturday Morning oh, Cartoons. Oh, or that. I don't know how the Instagram works. 
Definitely. Now that Kendall Jenner's off it, I don't, I don't even care. You, you like literally don't even I like care. Literally don't I, even care. Oh my yeah. god, I literally can't even. <laughs> All right, Saturday morning cartoon listeners, thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity to be on here. Yeah, you can also find us on Facebook and YouTube. And listen to our audio podcast for free each and every week through iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And if you have any suggestions for future episodes or want to see Alex Capice back on here, send us an email, SaturdayMorningCartoons at gmail.com. That's going to wrap it up this time. Sean, what do we have coming up in December for the folks out there? Oh, man, we've got a lot of fun stuff because December is a month where everything gets real chill. Oh, God. And so, uh, <laughs> what? I'm not segueing into anything in particular. So we, um, so uh, it's also a really great month because we have a new Star Wars movie. We have Rogue yeah. One uh, that is coming up. And so we are going to be dipping our toe into the Star Wars holiday Ooh, special. the holiday special. We're going to get into the holiday special. I didn't special. know there was an animated and, one. There's like a 10-minute animated oh, segment of that. I, I absolutely knew that there was one, and it is interesting to watch. <laughs> good, good. So we are going to get to that. We've got a we've got a Rankin Bass uh, special that's going to nice. come up, and then uh, and then Dave and I are also going to going to be taking a break for Thank two you. weeks to kind of regroup at the end of the year. So uh, that's what you have to look forward to for the next four weeks. So yeah, come on back to Saturday morning cartoons next time and help us uh, close out 2016. It's highs, it's lows, and everything in between. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time. Hey, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening to Saturday Morning Cartoons. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to transform and roll out.